0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
2: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Really short week for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens. A huge matchup. I know a lot of NFL fans are excited about this one on Thursday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to hit the road. We have a special guest from Baltimore, Rita Hubbard. How are you doing, Rita?
1: Thank you guys for having me. It's Yes, it is a very, very short week, but uh, I guess we'll make this do what it does. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest things
2: right now in Cincinnati is obviously Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, T. Higgins, who can go there? Um, you know, we're at the point of the season where, you know, injuries are a thing. And it always feels like injuries are the storyline when we play the Baltimore Ravens. Um, when it comes to to the health of the team right now, how, how's everybody doing? And is there anything that's standing out?
1: So on our end, um, it looks like Ronnie Stanley and Marlon Humphrey, if I had to guess, they won't be playing on Sunday. They're listed as day-to-day, but, um, you know, they just sustained injuries in the Browns game on Sunday. So that's problematic as well. You're losing your left tackle and you're um, one of your best cornerbacks. The good thing on the, if the Ravens look at it this way, is that neither one of those guys played in the first game against Cincinnati. So that could be a thing, but they are also without Morgan Moses who has missed a couple of weeks at right tackle. Um, It's not ideal, obviously to have both your left tackle and your right tackle be out. So that is something that uh, we've been watching, although he's been a full participant In practice, we just have not seen him uh, make it to the field. So they're hopeful that that is going to happen as well. So aside from that, it doesn't seem to be a whole lot of injuries um, currently in terms of um, guys not being able to play on Thursday, Humphrey and – Ronnie Stanley are the ones that I think that we have to watch out for the most because if that's the case they're going to have to use Pat McCari at left tackle um, and again if Morgan Moses doesn't play they're probably going to have to use uh, a second year player Daniel Fa'alele at right tackle and then I'm sure Mike McDonald will use probably three safeties if I have to guess to try to help out the cornerback situation because there's some depth issues going there as well if Marlin can't play
0: there were a few – it feels like there's a few different uh, – well, differences in what the Ravens are doing right now versus what happened week two. One of them, at least to my highlight viewing, was Keaton Mitchell. That guy didn't even play in week two, I don't think. I think it was all Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So how – is there anything else that has changed at least you know, personnel-wise with – some names we might not recognize from that week two game, or is it mostly just, you know, they kind of made a swap at running back with Keaton Mitchell getting some carries.
1: Yeah. So Keaton Mitchell really just got his big, you know, first game a couple weeks ago um, against Seattle. He's been on the roster um, for a while, but I believe he was on the IR for the first couple of weeks this season. And then he came off and got some action there. And it's funny because he did not receive much action in the Browns game. And a lot of fans, um, questioned that, and Harbaugh had said in his press conference, okay, well, we could have done better. He only had three carries, I believe, um, in that game after having the great game that he had against Seattle, and he scored a touchdown as well in the Browns game. So that was very interesting to see him kind of go ghost um, in that regard. In, in terms of other players, no. I mean, you know, Geno Stone has obviously been a guy that has played well on defense. I believe he currently leads the league in um, interceptions so that's something that really didn't transpire obviously in week two um you're finally seeing odell beckham jr get more involved then that's something that we really didn't get an opportunity to see back then he just scored his second touchdown of the season in sunday's game but essentially it is uh the same guys i think mark andrews that was his first game back um, week two, so you didn't really see a whole lot of Mark Andrews action because he was still coming back from an injury. But he's been more productive in this offense as the weeks have gone on.
2: Yeah, Mark Andrews. I think uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Anytime they think of a tight end or or this defense trying to cover a tight end, you almost just let Mark Andrews eat. He's guaranteed to get his um, in these matchups. But one of the things that kind of stands out over the over the the beginning of the season, I know they just lost to the Cleveland Browns, but Lamar Jackson's connection with the new O.C., um, he's had an incredible year and, you know, an MVP candidate. What do you make of Lamar so far this season?
1: Lamar has done really great uh, in terms of a lot of things. You know, he has really uh, found a way to try to stay in the pocket as long as possible probably more than I'd like to see him in some situations. Um, But I also understand the logic of, you know, he's tired of being perceived as just this guy that can run the ball that passes sometimes sometimes he wants to be perceived as a quarterback. And so um, this offense, I, I think, does allow it. But Lamar does have a fumble problem, whether it be you believe that he's the person responsible or the running back, because a lot of times it's RPO situations where, you know, there's a uh, they're trying to pass it off and the, Lamar intends to keep it and there's some miscommunication there. Uh, but ultimately, he he has had some fumbles in a lot of games. Um, there's been, you know, some interceptions. And I'm not even talking about the batted-down pass that happened in the the Browns game on Sunday but there was another interception that he had trying to get the ball to Rashad Bateman so the turnovers have been a thing and I feel like potentially it would leave him out of an MVP conversation but if he can find a way to get those tied together you know Loose tie those loose ends when it comes to the turnovers, particularly fumbles, because interceptions isn't really his issue, it's been the fumbling that's been the issue. Then I think that we could have a more it would be a conversation of MVP that, that would have more stability to it as of right now.
0: Who do you think out of this wide receiver group is has the best shot of having the biggest game? Not Mark Andrews. He's tight end. I'm not going to count him, but everybody else. Uh, so, like, I feel like Zay Flowers, yeah, we, felt like, you know, he was really important. Weirdly, Nelson Aguilar, I don't know if he's still doing well, but seeing him catch a touchdown, sure, <laughs> that, that felt like a weird moment of just like, ah, I guess they're all just going to kill us today. Uh, but maybe he's doing well. I don't know. Um, and then Rashad Bateman, uh, first round pick, I don't know how he's done this year. And Odell obviously caught his second touchdown. So, is it just a conglomerative effort? to put something together or do any of these guys separate themselves as like, that looks like the best player out of this group.
1: I mean, I, I really feel like I, Odell still has something in the tank. I mean, you know, if, if it's a situation where they can get him in some quick slants and get the ball to him, it's, you know, he's getting separation there. He's also getting respect from his opposition. So that helps to me though. Zay Flowers is the guy that um, I would be looking at. He is, really good with running routes he is so crisp with what he does he gets separation he has the hands and and you know he is a rookie but he doesn't look like a rookie I mean he's already out there making impact plays and I really feel like uh Zay is a guy that they should probably get more involved in this offense early on in the season that we saw that um Todd Munkin clearly liked Zay Flowers a lot and was trying to get the ball to him a lot and then as the weeks have gone on, they, he shared the, the load. But in my opinion, you got to get it to him. And I think that Rashad Bateman over time, because in the beginning of the season, he had some mental breakdowns. But as the season has gone on, he's gotten better. Him and Lamar have had better connections. So that has also been something that's been helpful as well. But Zay Flowers, man, for him to be a rookie and for him to look so polished already, I really feel like he is the X-factor threat in this offense, sans Mark Andrews. I agree.
2: I agree, and I I think that they can run the ball right now on this defense without uh, Sam Hubbard. Well, to be determined if Sam Hubbard plays in this game, but we'll flip sides. One of the things the Bengals struggled struggled with in the Houston Texans game is their offensive line. They played one of their worst games, honestly, in the last year with all of them together. When you think of the Ravens' D line up against this offensive line, how do you like that matchup?
1: So the Ravens, in terms of pass rush, has been okay you know, uh, in terms of the guys that they have up front. Um, A lot of their sacks, it's been a collective effort. 13 different players have had sacks, which means there's guys that are linebackers are getting sacks. There's cornerbacks, defensive backs, they're getting sacks. So it's a collective effort because I think that that's something that they've struggled with early on. Now, you do have a guy like Justin Matibike. He had like six straight games, I believe, with a sack. He's been playing at a phenomenal, phenomenal level, but he's also – up for a new contract too, right? So there's that part. He's trying to get that that payday going on, and that's been helpful. Two people that, uh, you know, have really been something to talk about with this Ravens team are two guys that weren't on the roster last year, which is Kyle Van Noy, who essentially just came off the street. And I think he already has five sacks for this team because he didn't even start the season, you know, with the Ravens. He came he in there, after Adapé think... Away came in. But then also you have Jadeveon Clowney, who's also played very well, obviously coming from Cleveland as well. So, you know, for them to have the experienced guys being the ones that are, the the concerns that the Bengals have at the pass rush kind of says a lot about the, what I consider to be a weak part of this Ravens team, which is to me, they don't get a ton of pressure with the guys up front, but there are other guys that make up for that. Yeah. When you look
2: at the linebacker room. That's what scares me uh, with this Baltimore Ravens defense. I think it's, it sounds silly. I was telling Mike before you got on here, it feels like an underrated group that they don't get enough credit just because the AFC North is loaded with good defensive talent. But the Baltimore Ravens, every time they play the Cincinnati Bengals, I honestly think it's going to be a low scoring game to be completely honest with you. And it's just going to be a slugfest. What it always is with these two teams over the last few matchups, it's been two points. It's been three points. You obviously had the regular season ending, then the playoff game. Um, but no, I'm expecting a good matchup. But Mike, do you have any more before we get a little prediction from Rita?
0: No, I just it's Kyle Van Noy. I was like, yeah, I think he got signed after week two, and he's just had five yep. sacks in that period. So that's definitely a name to watch. Um, and then Gino Stone, obviously, he's continued. Uh, that game was his first game, and he had the big pick. So it seems like he's continued that. That wasn't just like a one-off game. Um, And I don't know. I feel like there's no coach that can just get the most out of like random guys either off the street or off the back of the bench than John Harbaugh just seems like they're always dealing with injuries. And it's like, who are these corners? And then it's like, Oh, you know, they're, they're playing really well. So (laughs) uh, good, good for them. Um, Any areas of concern that you have with this Ravens defense? I mean, they've, they've won the matchup against this Bengals offense the past few years.
1: Yeah, um, my concern is definitely the um, run defense. Um, I've seen some concerns last week in the Cleveland game. Ford had a good outing. Kareem Hunt was able to get some push. Even Deshaun Watson was moving the ball around um, with his legs. Uh, in the Arizona game, a couple of weeks before that, it was a kid that I never even heard of before. Don't ask me his name because I don't remember. But um, this kid was 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 really you know doing well. Um, in that game as well so uh, their run defense is something to watch and Joe Mixon obviously for the Bengals is is a phenomenal running back I mean he can do it all he can run he can pass he can catch his passes in the backfield and it's just something that's a concern um, in terms of him just getting between the tackles because he is an elusive back so that is the matchup that obviously you know you got to still be concerned about Jamar Chase and And Tyler Boyd and such, and even Irwin that they utilized a lot on Sunday's game. But for me, that run defense, because I've seen them be vulnerable in certain spots, Joe Mixon for me is is my biggest concern. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles
0: consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
2: Rita needs to remind Bengals fans Trent Nerwin plays on the team because they get ex- they get excited about those rookies. But, yes, Trent Nerwin is someone who has, has up that. this season. Um, but overall, I mean, we're going to have you on here. We, the AFC North is absolutely wild right now. Um, it really feels like it's going to be a fun finish for all of these teams. Uh, but for the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals, Thursday night football, huge matchup. Give me your prediction. What's going to happen?
1: First of all, I want to apologize that my cat likes I to have – it. Uh, She loves to have FaceTime and she does this every time we do our podcast. So I apologize, guys, that my cat wants to have a cameo. We love it. We love it. Um, You know, I'm with you on this. Listen, I go back and forth about this. My partner, Cordell, from Winning Drive, uh, picked the Bengals. And I felt like, well, he picked the Bengals. Somebody got to pick the Ravens. So I did. And obviously, we both picked them to be close games. You know, Cordell really feels like, you know, the Bengals because – they're currently which to me means nothing at the moment but I get it currently at the bottom of the division they have they they're pressing and they're going to be pressing and they're going to be fighting to you know try to get back although I mean all five teams right now currently would be in the excuse me four would be in the playoffs if you know the season ended today so I understand the logic behind that um and he's right that you know they probably will be like we can't afford to lose another AFC conference game when you start looking at the playoff picture um so he picked the he picked the Bengals I uh picked the Ravens only mainly because I feel like if Hubbard doesn't play if Henderson doesn't play I always feel like Tyler Boyd is the guy that goes off because T Higgins and Jamar Chase are the factors that everyone cares about so Tyler Boyd is always the x factor well if Tyler Boyd is the number two then that's like well I'm concerned about who's the person that the Ravens feel like that they have to be concerned um, for. So I'm with you. I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll come down to a field goal, but I think that um, the Ravens will find a way to win. And again, my partner Cordell said that the Bengals will win. So (laughs) we're we're different. We're on different ends of it, but we both think there's going to be a close game. Uh, We both think both teams are going to be pressing to try to find a win because both teams lost on Sunday.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I it's always that field goal walk off. I just, I, I don't want, I don't want Tucker to get so close. I mean, it could be, they could be 60 yards out and I'm like, he's going to hit the walk off. No doubt. There it is. Now the
1: one thing, the good thing about this for, for the Bengals, not for the Ravens is that Tucker has struggled um, post 50 yard field goals this season. And, and, and while I'm not ready to have a conversation about this yet, cause some of it has been holds, you know, in the snaps um, it's something to look at. So if, the Ravens are in a position to try to win it with a field goal and it's 50 plus yards. I'm just saying that there's a chance it might not happen. I I love it. I'm going. I always go 23 to
2: 20 when I'm like, it's going to be a close game. It's probably going to be a field goal, and it feels like a safe score. So that's what I'll go. And it's a Cincinnati podcast, so I'll probably take Cincinnati. But would I be surprised if they drop this game? Not at all. Honestly, it's going to be two tough teams, two two talented teams. Um, I know that you know the record doesn't show for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I would put Baltimore and Cincinnati right there at the at the very top of the AFC North. Um, because they are just two talented, fun teams, and and they have their quarterback. Um, and that is the biggest thing in the NFL right now. But uh, Mike, what's your quick prediction?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball well enough to take advantage of this. So uh, I'm going 21-20 Ravens. I think I, should, I. mean, I think some people are excited for like, oh, two of the best teams, going to be a shootout. But I think we're all going like, nope.
2: Nope. never happens that way. it yeah. okay. okay.
0: North football, you know, <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be a knockout, drag out type matchup, I think. So could go either way. I just – Hubbard possibly being out, it's a big one too because I feel like he usually plays well in this game and he's been important yep. for it.